Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Bethany from The Shop CrossFit in Augusta, Maine. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I am great. Thank you. I'm super excited to have you here and to kind of learn more about your business, which happens to be in pretty much the community that I grew up in. So this is really, really exciting. And really, before we do that, tell me a little bit about what it was that got you started in the industry of being a gym owner. Um, we started doing CrossFit in like 2016 um, at a local gym right here in Augusta. And, um, my husband started about a year after I did, and we really like fell in love with the community, um, and that community feel. So, um, when everything shut down in 2020, because of the pandemic, we started working out out of our home gym. And as things started opening back up and people started getting more comfortable, uh, going out and being around other people, we started inviting people into our home gym and it grew to a point where we decided just to go ahead and open up our own affiliate. So here we are, um, almost a year into being an official CrossFit affiliate and uh, loving every minute of it. That's awesome. Well, congratulations to you that you kind of used the pandemic to your advantage. I, I mean, you built like kind of a little community out of your home. And then, you know, when the timing was right, you were able to kind of move into this space and open up your own business. So you know, for our listeners, give us the elevator pitch, paint a picture of the shop CrossFit. Obviously, we know you're a CrossFit affiliate, but everybody does things a little bit different. So tell us about the services that you guys provide and paint that picture for us. Well, uh, right now we have, um, like for CrossFit classes, we have like five specific CrossFit classes throughout the week, uh, Monday through Friday. I got two early morning classes, one midday class, and then two evening classes. And my, uh, 5 a.m. class is actually my most popular class. It fills up pretty quickly. Um, throughout mid morning, we have like open gym times and we have open gym on the weekend. So we're open seven days a week. Um, I have a handful of coaches that help out, um, and their knowledge, uh, varies from having, um, like powerlifting backgrounds to like nutrition backgrounds and CrossFit backgrounds and stuff like that. So we got a little bit of variety, but mainly CrossFit based out of our gym. Uh, we're pretty laid back as far as um, having like people just kind of come in and feel comfortable. Um, like anybody that has kids, we welcome the kids that come in as long as they can stay safe. Um, we our kids come in and jump into class every once in a while. And, um, I don't know, we got a pretty good group of people that we are growing slowly, but surely, and we have a lot of fun or try to anyways. Awesome. So your bread and butter is that group CrossFit class. That's really where you guys are bringing in revenue to the facility. Is that right? Yes. Perfect. So, you know, when we look at that community that you have right now, how big is the community that you have? How many members do you guys have? We got about 50 or 60 people. Nice. That, that's pretty good for, you know, not being in business too, too long here. Um, yeah. and, and with that, how many square feet are you guys? Uh, just shy of 4,000 square feet. Pretty big space that you have there. Yeah. Um, that's good. So with 4,000 square feet, 50 to 60 members, you know, is that a place where you guys are comfortable or are you looking to hit the gas, welcome in new members and build that community? We'd like to get bigger like the more members that we get uh eventually we'd like to get a bigger space um the suite next to us is actually available so if we grow um to a higher number of members we have the availability of that space next door so maybe maybe someday yeah, it's definitely possible to, to get to that spot. I mean, this yeah. is something, CrossFit is something that like anybody can really do it. And 
in Augusta, Maine, there's really not too many options in terms of workouts. There's not too many places you can go to get in a good workout. So, um, you know, what are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process? How are people finding out about your facility? Uh, so right now we're doing a lot of like social media posts. Um, and I do have, um, I have a local radio ad that's running on local stations. Um, but we're mainly like getting the word out there with, through social media. We have a lot of members that share our posts and get the word out there. And we've been getting a lot of referral members, which is awesome. Yeah. With that referrals, we call that word of mouth. And in this industry, like that's the best thing. All we have to do is just be kind to our clients. Naturally, we're going to build our clientele that way. Um, and that's, that's really, really exciting for us. Um, cause it's free. Um, but you know, when we talk about social media, um, that's another really good tool. And unfortunately in today's day and age, it's like really, really good because everybody's spending so much time on their phone, on Facebook, on Instagram, Google, places like that. So when we can have a presence in those places and kind of pop up, um, in people's, you know, timelines or whatever, that's, that's so valuable for us. So with your social media stuff, are you guys doing any sort of paid advertising or is it all organic posts? All organic posts right now. Okay. And talk to us a little bit about how that has, you know, worked for you guys. Like, are you bringing in a lot of leads through your organic social media posts? Um, or is it just kind of like there's ebbs and flows with it? There are ebbs and flows with it. Um, we do find that when, um, we make like a graphic design post and, you know, we make it all pretty with all kinds of pretty designs that actually gets more of a reach than just like posting pictures from a class that we had, um, which, you know, is good. We try to post something at least every other day, um, not necessarily like, you know, um, a marketing piece, but, you know, to post pictures of like a class working out or, you know, stuff that we've done throughout the day, or maybe share somebody's success story or stuff like that. Yeah, of course. I think, you know, when we can share more about like the community and the stuff that we have going on in our facility, that's what people want to see. They want to see the results that our members are getting. They want to see, you know, what it feels like. They're not really super interested in, in like, the behind the scenes stuff. Um, right. So the organic social media is awesome. And another way that like people are really, really growing their, their gyms in this day and age on social media is through digital advertising. So utilizing Instagram and Facebook to kind of push ads. Um, and, you know, when you push ads, you're able to reach the community that isn't already following you or the community that doesn't really know that they need a CrossFit gym until they see it standing in front of them. Right. So is that an avenue that you guys have ever looked down or you're, you know, looking to go down in the future as you continue to grow the space? Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I think that it's important that we kind of discuss that because that's an area that a lot of gym owners are really scared to, to start with, right? If you have to yep. spend money to get clients, you want it to work. And right. so if you don't know if it's going to work, it's like, ah, do I really want to spend my money there? Um, and I know if, like for me, that was like the number one thing. I was, I was scared to do it. I was like, ah, I'm just going to post organic. It's going to bring in clients. And it, it did, but it wasn't steady. Um, and so when I looked at steady growth, I had to like, just trust that something was going to work. So made some investments and it definitely, definitely did see a return on investment there. Um, so, you know, going into the next topic that I like to discuss here on the podcast, and that is the idea of challenges, things that have held us back, you know, when it comes to the business side of things. So for you guys, what would you say is a challenge within the business right now? And how are you guys kind of working on overcoming that? Um, one of my biggest challenges that I've faced like ever since the beginning is, um, trying to find a good opportunity to get things done. Um, you know, like on the administrative part of it, the business side of it, um, I'm finding it hard to balance, uh, work and home. Um, so I've been struggling with that. 
And as like our members base grows, I'm finding less and less time like throughout the day to be able to get those things done that I need to get done as far as, you know, ordering um, product or, you know, reaching out to members or, you know, just any general everyday thing that, you know, we should do. It's, it's become harder and harder. So yeah, I mean, you're, are you a one man show? Like this is just you doing it. I mean, you might have some coaches, but I mean, primarily uh, I'm there pretty much all day. Uh, I'm there seven days a week. Um, I do have my husband who helps out coaching um, one night a week and on the weekends because he has a full-time job. And then I have a couple evening coaches, um, but I'm primarily there from open to close at least three or four days a week. Yeah, that's so hard. And like people don't realize that this business, there's a lot to it. Um, And for most business owners, they want to have a work-life balance. They don't want to be in their business 24-7. And there's definitely ways for us to be able to work, you know, get to a point where we're not in the business as much, but we're working more on the business. So that can allow you to kind of be wherever So in terms of staffing, like, have you ever thought of bringing, you know, somebody on to help you with, you know, the follow-ups, the ordering, you know, is that something in the forefront as you guys get to, you know, a point? Yeah. Yeah. We've actually, so we're going to have a team meeting here next month. And that's one of the topics that we're going to discuss. And uh, like everybody that we have that's helping us out right now, you know, like what their ideas are, where, you know, where we should go next. If any of them are willing to help, maybe like divide, um, you know, the members amongst the coaches and be like, okay, well, can you reach out to these people? Can you reach out to those people? Stuff like that. So yeah, trying to delegate a little bit of work amongst everybody that we have helping us out. So yeah, it's really important to, to kind of delegate. And I think as a business owner, you know, you kind of, you always believe that like you can do everything um, the best. It's your baby. So like, you don't want to like give up any rights to that baby, of course. Um, But you have to understand like at the end of the day, you can't do everything. So it's important to kind of trust in the process there and, and, and let your team help you um, with, with everything. So next question is where do you want to take this down the road? You know, what are, what are some of the goals that you have for your business? Uh, goals we have for the business is offering like more classes to a different variety of people. Like, uh, we, I like to offer a class to like, um, like a master's fit class for people that are like close to retirement, you know, or are retired that still want to keep moving, but don't necessarily want to come in and do, you know, an intense CrossFit workout. Um, I'd also like to, be able to offer something for like a teenage group, um, maybe like a teenage power hour at some point down the road. Um, and then maybe, you know, some more like nutrition clients, um, when we get like some more staffing to be able to help out with that. Yeah, for sure. We look at all of these like extra add-ons, there are additional streams of revenue that will be flowing into your business and they'll be able to help you grow. Um, A lot of times like gym gym owners like think like in order to grow, they need more people. And yeah, I mean, of course you can help more people within the facility that you have now, but you can also grow with what you currently have by adding in things like nutrition, supplements, uh, you know, the adult, the master's class um, that, that will bring in more clients. So um, you know, we call that ascension and that's, you know, adding additional streams of revenue into our business to help us grow. Um, so last question, what is kind of a word of advice that somebody has given you along the way that's really resonated with you as a business owner? Um, I've had a lot of, uh, times where I've questioned whether I made the right decision or not. And, um, I've met with people like other affiliate owners that have been in business for, you know, six, eight, 10 plus years. And um, they said there will be lots of times where you question that. Um, But 
as long as you're doing the right things and keeping your members happy, um, you're moving in the right direction. So that made me feel a little bit better about those times where, you know, I questioned whether this was a good idea or not. Um, so, and I, I just look back at like the community that we've built so far and, you know, we're not quite a year into it. So uh, we've done really well and I'm very happy with how far we've come in just a year's time. Yeah, I think it's normal to question, um, you know, choices that we make in our life, especially really big ones like this. Uh, so, um, you know, you're not alone there. Everybody kind of feels that. And, but I appreciate you sharing that with us. And do you guys have a social media page where our listeners can go to find you? We do. Um, we are on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Instagram. And then we have our website, uh, www.theshopcrossfit.com. Um, and you can get to our social media pages through our website as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here with me today and giving us, you know, some insight into your life as a business owner. We appreciate you. And for our listeners, thank you guys so much as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who change lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of B22 Fit in Dry Prong, Louisiana, Benita Armour. How are you doing today? I'm great. I, I am super psyched. I, I hope that we can do justice to everything you're doing here in our segment. So without further ado, give us the overview of, of what B22 is all about, and then we'll dive into the different arms of it. B22 was started out of my three-car garage back in 2011, and we had ladies coming for free. My husband built an adult jungle gym in the backyard. We were trying to do CrossFit-type activities. Uh, we loved it. It was great. I had uh, great um, rogue and uh, concept equipment. We invested in, in, in good products. And then we just ran out of room because so many people were coming. And so we started looking around trying to see if we could build or if there was some other place that we could purchase. In 2018, an old school campus in Dry Prong, seven minutes from my house, became available. And I was so excited because the, the school campus had been abandoned because of uh, new schools being built. Uh, and it had just sat here for seven years with a businessman having owned it and purchased it through an auction, but nothing had been done. Uh, the roofs were leaking, the floors were rotting, the walls were rotting, and it was just in disrepair, the entire campus. Uh, when I came and looked at it, I was just so excited because I'd gone to school here uh, years and years ago, and I had forgotten at that how beautiful the architecture of the old gym was. And what was so amazing about this gym is that it had been the recreational facility and a training camp at Camp Claiborne at during World War II. At the end of World War II, they were going to destroy all the buildings. Well, Grant Parish is very rural. They did not have a gym at that time. The school board went to Camp Claiborne and said, we would love this facility. And they made an agreement. The men of the parish took that gym apart, board by board, numbered the boards, and hauled it back to Grant Parish 
on log trucks and put it back together. It was the high school for a number of years. They built a new high school. It became the junior high. I went to junior high here. And then they built a jun new junior high in 2011. And that's when they put up the facility, the whole campus for auction. And so I looked at this facility and I'm like, oh my, this is beauty. And we could restore it. When I contacted all of my members, they were like, that is a money pit. Do not do it. It is awful. It would take millions of dollars to be able to restore this facility. My heart was drawn to it. And I was like, we've got to do it. This could be something great for our community. And so we had experts come in and look at everything. And they said, this is doable. And so I took a leap of faith. And in 2018, I purchased uh, part of the campus and we started, uh, I, I, hired, uh, I bought a paint sprayer and started painting it myself. Then the community stepped in and they believed in it. And uh, at some point people said, well, I'm not sure if people are actually gonna pay to come to your facility because it, we're in a rural area. Who's gonna pay to come to a gym? You're not going to make it. Well, today, uh, Four years later, we have 367 members. So because of the community support and uh, we have been able uh, to uh, resurrect uh, this and make beauty uh, come out of ashes. And so it is the whole campus. We're restoring each building at a time and trying to redo 11 buildings on campus. In 2019, I purchased a, a thousand uh, seated auditorium and then in 2020, we purchased the rest of the campus. The only building on campus we do not own is a medical clinic and the rest of the campus, nine acres uh, we own. We have made an indoor walking track for uh, the handicapped and for everyone else. And we have, uh, uh, indoor soccer, batting cages, an outdoor workout pavilion. We recently got a grant for a outdoor one mile walking track around campus, uh, bike trail. Uh, and our goal is to um, take the old ball fields and redo those into football, soccer, baseball, softball, and with uh, a park uh, as well. So there's a lot of things we're doing here. We have the old cafeteria that we're trying to make into a healthy cafe um, because our area, we just don't have those uh, healthy food choices. And that's what we would like to give our entire community, educate from kids to families to older adults. And I, I don't know, uh, I don't know how one person can can even even withhold and, and be able to manage and juggle all the stuff that that you've got going on well, that you've done for sure like I'm sure you have a, a great team but just to be able to grasp all that um, huge huge impact on the community well I could not do it without a great team of people uh, behind me that support me every day uh, from uh, gym managers, coaches, to volunteers uh, in the community. We have a group called B22 Rock City Boxing that are all volunteers. It's a nonprofit that help people with Parkinson's disease and movement disorders. And those are all volunteers who have gone and gotten certification uh, to help uh, those people who have movement disorders. All right, so we have your your B twenty two fit so under housed under uh, I can't even say under one roof because multiple roofs on the campus you've got different entities you've got B twenty two fit which is a for profit fitness business you've got a few nonprofits B twenty two sports B twenty two Rocksteady um, that people might be more familiar the Rocksteady boxing and and how that would work as nonprofit in the sports. 
But you also have something you do there uh, where you're you're helping women in the community um, who've gone through substance abuse programs and, and putting them on staff and doing some other things to support them. So can you go into that a little bit? Yes, we have a nonprofit called Chesset House. And Chesset House allows women who have uh, been in a substance abuse program for six to 12 months to come into our facility as a transitional housing to be able to live here and work on campus and be able to be paid and then be able to transition from here into um, a regular home life and to a, uh, a job. So that is what we help ladies do with giving them a place to live and a job and education here on campus. So in addition to, to all this, or maybe I guess it's, you know, prior to, you know, you've been been a practicing attorney and, and not just you know, not not just a, a lawyer in an office. You do some stuff with the parish and the in the local area. So you've maintained that career. You've got this up and running. Um, where do you find your you, you know your inspiration and motivation to keep pushing and and growing this in the in the energy to do it? Like how you know this is a monumental undertaking in any town, and here you are in a small town, small parish in Louisiana. Like, how do you keep making these things come together? Well, I think it's by the grace of God. I mean, he gives me the strength every day to get up in the morning and has put a great team together to be able to, uh, to help this community. And that's what it's all about. It's about serving people and to help them and to be selfless. Uh, my husband and I did not have children. So this has sort of become uh, what we want to give back uh, to central Louisiana and our entire community. Uh, I have been practicing law for 30 years and that is also a service to people. So my entire life has been focused on just giving back to my community and to helping people. Yeah, it, it sure sounds like definitely a life dedicated to service. So um, everything I'm sure has not, has not been all, you know, puppies and rainbows. Um, obstacles along the way that you've had to overcome. I know one that, that stood out that, that we know about um, was, you know, a, a hurricane coming through Louisiana a couple of years ago. But um, so talk to us about that and, and what you did. I, I feel like you're one of these people that makes lemonade out of lemons every time possible. So talk us through that. And then what are some of the other obstacles that you've, you've overcome and, and come out better on the other side of? Well, 2020 was a rough year for everyone. I mean, you had COVID and we were all shut down for uh, at least six weeks to two months here. And then the, uh, after we reopened August, at the end of August of 2020, we were hit by Hurricane Laura. And I, I cannot even explain to you in words how horrific it was to have almost every roof on campus to be removed and your facilities flooded and your equipment ruined. Uh, it was devastating. Uh, however, we stepped up and we had the support of the community coming out. We moved the rigs to an uh, outdoor pavilion and that happened on a Friday. We reopened on a Monday underneath an outdoor pavilion with the equipment that we could salvage. And we worked outside our, our, our coaches trained under the pavilion until we were able to reopen January the 1st of 2021. Uh, what was really devastating is not only did we get hit by Hurricane Laura, we got hit by Tropical Storm Beta and flooded again. Then we got, which was September, one month later. One month after that, we got hit by Hurricane Delta and it flooded again and it caused additional damages. So right there in a row, we were dealing with three major catastrophes. But I can say uh, absolutely by the grace of God and the teamwork of people and our community coming together, uh, our campus is almost fully restored. 
Wow. Wow. That's, that's uh, mother nature giving you the, the four pack there with the, the three storms and the pandemic for sure. So that's kind of that, that's a major hiccup along the way. Um, when it comes to operational growth, have there been any, any big bottlenecks that you've experienced, whether it be, you know, population, figuring out what ways to market, um, you know, figuring out pricing for income versus demographic? And, and what are some of the, the big things that you think that you've done that, that have helped you be able to continue to grow this, um, you know, really, you know, kind of extensive facility in the area where you are? Well, I think what helps me versus other gym owners is that I don't take a penny from uh, the gym. Uh, I put everything that is made from the gym back into the business, number one. So every, I don't have to take a, a, a salary or a check or anything. So it's an, a complete investment back there. Uh, there have been, um, because of us being in a rural area, we wanted to be CrossFit and we are now officially Dry Prong Strong CrossFit gym. The CrossFit facilities that are 30 minutes away are charging, you know, anywhere $100 up for membership fees. We can't do that here. So our CrossFit membership fee is for the whole facility. You come for $60 a month and you have access to the entire campus. Uh, if you are an adult over the age of 60, it's $30 a month for a family membership for your entire family is $125. So is there profit from uh, this business? We are just doing our very best to make sure that everybody gets paid, the electricity, utilities are paid, and uh, we have enough money in there, uh, the bank account to make sure if a, you know, a disaster happens that we're okay. Uh, and that's, you know, one thing with me is that I'm just here to give. I'm not here to, uh, I, I wanna make sure that the bills are paid and my people are taken care of. But uh, as far as me making a profit, no, it's, it, that's not what it's about for me. It's completely service. All right. So some of the other things that you've um, started to, to integrate and have plans to integrate, one of them um, is kind of outside of the realm of the fitness business. You're, you've moved your, your law offices to on the campus. So that's kind of consolidates, helps you be in the area be more in touch, I'm sure. But you're trying to do things that are, it sounds like above, you know, the, the general fitness area, um, trying to bring, you know, high speed internet into an area of your campus, trying to have an event center, physical therapy, um, some of these things that aren't, you know, to do necessarily with, with working out or, or something like that. So can you give us some details on what those plans look like? Well, the whole campus is designed to help families with health and wellness. And so with the cafe, we want to be able to provide uh, an after-school programming there with high-speed internet, a computer uh, lab for, for the public to come to because we have fiber on campus. We are in a rural area where a lot of people do not even have internet service our computer access. So with this and the, and the kids being able to be dropped off here after school, we could have a sports curriculum, teaching them fitness and wellness, as well as in the auditorium, music, theater, and arts. So we're trying to reach that younger generation as well as families and give them access to education and to technology and to, uh, place a place to come and exercise and also be entertained wow just just really you know bringing the whole thing full circle so from an operation standpoint where you are being in a small town being being very involved in the community doing doing what you're doing have you ever or or do you ever 
have to do any real traditional marketing or advertising or is are people just coming to you via you know via word of mouth and just you being such a big pillar of the community i've been very thankful that i have josh day who has come on board and volunteered time uh, to teach me about technology and marketing and be able to help us because social media is the way that we are able to get the word out through Facebook, Instagram, uh, and be able to, to tell people where we are, what we're doing, and all of our events because we're so spread out. Uh, we are even doing birthday parties here and people are traveling from 30 to 45 minutes to be able to bring their kids to do indoor soccer, black light games. We have dodgeball. Uh, so those outside of our area are actually traveling here to come. And then that gives people so much uh, information about our entire campus and they were like wow who would have thought this would have been in dry bronc wow it's just uh it just it's one of those things where it seems like it just keeps feeding feeding into its its own momentum so as we stand today you know what are the what are the big projects ahead of you and and where do you ultimately see this ending? Is there an end point? Can, is, can you ever be done with doing, with coming up with ideas of, of what you wanna bring into the community? I mean, I, I get to feel like everybody in town probably drives through your campus at some point or another for something in the, in the perfect world. So what are, you, what are you working on, big projects, any obstacles and, and where do you see this eventually going? I don't, it doesn't sound like something that you're gonna wanna go expand across different parts of Louisiana or different things like that. It seems like you're pretty dialed into hometown. So what's the future look like? Well, we were blessed with a $419,000 grant to B22 Sports Complex, which will give us a one mile trail track, uh, multi-use trail around the entire campus. We hope to break ground on that this summer. And that will also give us uh, the ability uh, to have resurfacing. Uh, hopefully we can get some additional uh, help for turf uh, for our sports fields. There is no uh, facility in our, uh, our entire parish that has turfed uh, ball fields. Uh, we have received a grant for our lighting uh, for those ball fields. Uh, we are working with Kasachi National Forest right now uh, to obtain a permit for a outdoor uh, mountain bike hiking trail that will connect to our trailhead on campus. We're also working with Bayou State Trail that is bringing a trail uh, all the way through Louisiana. And for us to be part of that spur and to bring the Bayou State Trail right through uh, in, in front of our campus. So there there's so many projects. Uh, my, uh, my dream would be to have housing on campus so that we could bring groups here to be able to come for a week at a time and be able to, to train and be able to, to uh, have access to our entire campus and programming. I think that would be the ultimate thing that would be great is for people from all over the country to bring, able, to bring their groups here and see this facility and be part of it for a week of their lives. Wow, it sounds like the next few years of your calendar might be might be already accounted for from what I can hear there. Well, uh, hopefully. <laughs> uh, to, to bring this kind of around to um, the business side of things, uh, I know that you you know you don't you're not doing this for profit to make a, a paycheck out of it, but in order to keep all this going, whether it's managing grants, managing staff, payroll, things like that, there's still, it still has to be looked at through the lens of business to some degree. So when you're doing something like this at scale, 
you know, huge facility. I think are we eight acres of the campus and then 18,000 square feet of, of building space? Is that about where it is? Oh, one facility, the gym is 18,000 square feet. The soccer facility is 8,900 square feet. The indoor track is 8,600 square feet. The auditorium is 12,000 square feet. Uh, and then you've got yoga, which is in a separate smaller gym for, for ladies. So all of those have different square footage for each building. And you've got 11 separate buildings on campus with an outdoor pavilion. You've got a volleyball with the real sand court out here as well. So there's just, it's just nine acres of just opportunity for people to come and utilize. And I would love for there to be uh, the housing available so that people across country could be able to come here and train. Yeah. So when it when it comes to managing all of this and, and looking at it from from where you are, you know, you've managed to do this in a, a really small community. If if somebody's listening to this and they get inspired and they they they're thinking about how can I make this complex, you know, it it almost sounds like it could turn into some sort of camp or something like that at, at some point. Um, from viability, are there are there any big aspects? that you feel, you know, a, a for-profit business could, could look at here and see like, hey, these are, these are the things that you really have to have in place to make it all, all work? Or for you, is it just a matter of being able to kind of roll with it as it comes and, and just build things as you're able to? Well, I was luckily able to have a lot of equipment that I started out of my house and I would find uh, items uh, on sale or I invested in good equipment. Rogue was amazing. And so we were able uh, to, to get good equipment and invest in good equipment that has lasted. And so that's what we're trying to do uh, is to make sure that the purchases we make are investments. And that's what I would recommend. If you're if you're going to start out, make sure that you start out small. It, if you if you don't have those resources, and then build on that as you get more members and as you get on uh, more support. And that's how we did it with starting out of a house for years and then coming and purchasing the 18,000 square foot building. And I promised my husband I would take one building at a time. And that's what we've done is just to be able to, to renovate and have that support of one. And I, I'm the most impatient person. Uh, I, I want everything yesterday. and But I've had to slow down and say, okay, we're going to just do this facility. And as we get the resources, we'll do, uh, do another one, just like the cafe. I would love for that to already be up and going, that uh, after school program to already be up and going. But we need to wait on those resources to be able to do those things and, and just not get impatient and uh, overextend yourself. Uh, kudos to you for being able to, you know, prioritize, manage that stuff and, and make it, make it come to, to reality as you, as you've kind of stair-stepped, grown, expanded, dealt with some, some, you know, some things that you couldn't, you know, have foreseen or planned for, like, you know, all the, the natural disaster stuff, all that, um, man, I, it's just, it's amazing that you're doing so much for the community, uh, you know, and it's still maintaining, you know, everything else that you have going on. Um, I, I hope to see more people, you know, maybe listen to this, maybe, you know, reach out or, or check you out, get inspired by it, um, and start, you know, putting some, some foundations down, some groundwork to, you know, find, find the opportunity to do this in their area. You know, I think it probably, it sounds like a lot to bite off all at once. Uh, but if you start somewhere, uh, you can, you can make a big impact. So unfortunately we are just about out of time here before I let you go though, I do want to make sure for anybody listening, what are the, where are the best places to look you up, find out more about what you're doing and, and maybe get some ideas of what they can do in, in their community. 
B22fit.com is our web, website. And you can always contact me through Facebook, Benita Pruitt-Armor. And I will uh, absolutely talk with anyone. When I started, I tried to reach out to people in the fitness community. I got very little help. And so other people that have come to me since then, I have made it a priority to sit and talk. My whole thing, it's not a competition. It is about us working together uh, to help people with fitness and wellness and to support your community. So I would be willing to, to talk with anyone anytime about uh, LLCs versus nonprofits. You know, I am an attorney, so that did help me a lot. I'm also an insurance defense attorney where if I can recommend to anyone, make sure you are fully covered if you own your facility or even if you rent your facility. So if you do have a catastrophic loss that you do have that coverage that's going to be able to put you back where you were. Uh, also, uh, business interruption coverage, if you do not have that, uh, make sure that you think about investing in that. A lot of people say, well, I don't have the money uh, to pay for insurance at this time. I'm just going to risk it. Well, to me, it's, it's better to make sure you're fully covered uh, should you have a catastrophic loss. Lot, lots of knowledge there. You dropped, dropped a, a few bombs on us at the end. We got a lot from it. Uh, I wish we had a couple more hours to dive into details for this, but hopefully we'll be able to get you on for a follow-up uh, episode, see what else you've got cooking down there in Louisiana as it progresses. But for now, we're officially out of time. I thank you so much for being here with us, Benita. It's been a pleasure, and I wish you continued success down there. And uh, I wouldn't wish you good luck because I don't think you need it. You're just doing good old-fashioned hard work for good reasons. So thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank y'all so much. All right. You're very welcome. And to everyone out there listening, we appreciate you being here with us. We hope you found value and a lot of inspiration in this episode to get out there and, and do something for your community every day, anything that you can. Um, so grateful to Benita for offering to uh, talk to anybody who's wants more information. If you want to hear more episodes, I won't say more like Benita because she's one of a kind, but more people doing things in their community, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Boris Sapone of CrossFit Benny Vidi Vici out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Boris, how are you, sir? What's going on today? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm just happy to be on today and kind of get to spend my afternoon with you guys. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig into this because you've been in the industry, you've seen it from a couple of different lenses now. And so we'll try to pick your brain and see what other gym owners can learn from your experience. But Boris, before we get into everything that comes with this CrossFit gym and what you guys do from an operations standpoint, tell us a little bit about how we got here in the first place. What's the, 
the why. Why did you want to open a gym in the first place? So I started about 2007. Um, I was working in just at a gym, um, a gold gym that is in Vegas, and uh, did it just to kind of help pay for college. And then it grew into boot camps at the park, and then it grew into rec centers and more classes and more people. But it started as just wanting to be able to have extra income. It didn't, I didn't even know I, it was a, it was a hobby. It wasn't yet a passion. Obviously at a young age already, I always had a passion of working out and I had a passion of helping people. And I didn't realize until I graduated college that training and exercise kind of put it all together. Um, so I graduated college, uh, got a job as a circus strength trainer. And um, that was my full-time job, but I still was missing the general population, helping the general population and kind of being around those people. And that's when in 2012, 13, I opened uh, CrossFit in Ibiza Beachy and, um, and I put it all together. I put my passion for fitness, my passion for helping people and just owning my own business. Yeah. And, and so here we are, right? You mentioned this was back in 2012, almost 10 years later. What's your experience been as a business owner? Tell us some of the things that are better than you expected and tell us some of the things that were a lot harder than you thought they would be. So better than I expected, um, I gotta say just the daily struggles, the, the just those little things that I used to always be like, oh, so hard to own a business. So those are way better. Like they're just the day to day. The, it, it, like those things that I used to see as struggles are not, they're like, they're enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I guess the things that I, I enjoy more about my business is people. It's, I, I guess that's what it is, is that, the relationship I have with my employees, the relationship I have with my members, the relationship I have with just the people that help me keep it all together, I guess, from my accountant to my uh, lawyer to everyone. Everyone, I just enjoy the relationships and something that I never expected 10, 12 years ago. I remember it was, I used to wear every hat. And so it was a lot different, right? Like, and now I look back and I'm just, I love going to work because I'm around people that I truly are part of my family because they've been with me the entire time. Yeah. And, and it's, it's such an interesting industry because we get into this because we genuinely want to help people, right? You, even the passion and the conviction that you exude when you talk about this, it's bigger than, just dollars and cents, right? We can't lose yeah. sight of that. Of course, this is a business. And of course, we want to make money. But there's a passion side of things. And there's a profit side of things. And when those two things come together, it's a really, really powerful formula. Obviously, I mean, you mentioned that this is a CrossFit affiliate. And, and I don't think we need to do too much work explaining what CrossFit is. Everybody at this point knows what CrossFit is. But when you describe your gym, what do you tell people? So we're a CrossFit gym. Um, what kind of puts us apart from other CrossFit gyms um, is that we're a small community. Um, no matter how many members we are, every staff member, every coach knows each other's name. Um, and it's a family. And that's the biggest thing that I guess keeps people there. But when we talk in the fitness aspect, what makes us, I can't say different because I cannot speak for other gyms, but what makes us unique and special is that we cater to your level of fitness. Um, yes, it is CrossFit and CrossFit after 15 years might be still intimidating to some people, but the way we do it is whatever you come in and whatever level you come in, that's how we'll take you and we'll develop you from exactly where you're at. Yeah. And, and so, that's really where CrossFit has found its niche thus far is like, we, it's scalable, right? We can help somebody who's never stepped in a gym before. We can help somebody who's been working out for 
a decade plus yeah. and meeting them where they are to take it one step further is really how CrossFit has gotten to this point. And, and so you've made that your business thus far in terms of the, the demographic, it really applies to a lot of people, right? Absolutely. We're not limited to a certain caliber of people, but talk to us a little bit about the marketing that goes into it before we can ever have a conversation about membership or any of that. We need to get people in the doors in the first place. How have you found success in terms of generating leads and getting people to you? So the biggest one for me is uh, probably referrals and using your own members as success stories. Um, that's has been the biggest thing because, and I call it kind of, if you have a great member, those great members probably have friends or just like them, their family members are just like them. So if you know and find your, what are your clientele, you know, obviously we have good and bads no matter what, but you find those, call it the gold standard of your clientele, you can, target all those because the, all of them have the common interests. So like, yeah. that's kind of how we do it. We do it through referrals. We do it through testimonials and they become referrals because everyone wants to be highlighted. That's the biggest thing. And we don't do it as, Oh, let me use it. We do it because we truly were part of this member's journey and we want to show everyone and they are proud of it. So they want to show everyone. And that's kind of how we, um, most of our market works, you know, all our social media posts, all the things we highlight our members. And that's kind of like our biggest thing. Right. So a lot of, a lot of word of mouth, a lot of referral based yeah. stuff. And, and I, I think if we're being realistic, we can have the greatest marketing, the greatest sales system in the world, but if the product isn't worth it, people aren't going to talk about it anyway. So to encourage that, we need to have a great product in the first place. Moving forward, do you think that you'll look into any form of a little bit more proactive marketing, social media, Google ads, anything like that? Um, yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think that's super important. I definitely want to start doing that and still doing the word of mouth. And we've had like, you know, we've tried those as well. We've partner up with different companies and marketing companies and for some of them we stayed on for a long time but for others we don't but i personally felt a mixture of both um it's always it's been always the best but what we've done in-house has always been referrals that's kind of how yeah. we do in-house without hiring experts like we don't try to do our own Google, social media, we always try to hire a company that that's what they specialize in, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a challenge because these things, people make entire careers out of these things yeah. for us. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot. And for a small business like this, if we're going to spend money on something, we need to know that there's an ROI coming back, right? It's yeah. really, really return. Tough. Yeah, you need yeah. that. It's really, really tough to to spend money on something that we don't really know how to do ourselves. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, so yeah. You've found success outsourcing that in some level in the past. Take us through the next step. We get a lead in from wherever, from a referral, from a walk-in off the street, social media, wherever they come from. Walk us through a typical sales process of everything that happens until the person signs up as a member. So as soon as they walk in the door, so as soon as we talk to her, we start our nurturing because it's all about nurturing. There's a why, why you contacted us. There's a why, why you clicked on our website. There's a why, why you follow the link. There's a why, why you called us. So we try to get them figure out that why. So we start our nurturing. So you walk in the doors and as intimidating as CrossFit can be, it's very important to get into the shell of, why did you walk in? What, what's going on? How can we assist you? So that's kind of how we start our sell process. We start figuring out the reasons, what are their goals, what are their struggles, what is the limitation? And we do kind of what we call a non-sweat um, session where we sit down with uh, potential clients for 15 minutes and we break down kind of like what is their needs and uh, how can we assist them? And we break down the entire journey, what it looks like. We there is no 
they know exactly from the second they start talking to us how they can visualize themselves being successful in our gym. And that's kind of how we start. That's process one. Process two, you have experience. You come down, you sit down, you see what we're about, how we're different or how we're the same from your previous experience and how is how can we make more improvements from where you're at? Because everything is customizable. Everything is from where you're at. And then we have you possibly try a class and then we close them from there. So yeah. those are the two steps. Beginner is just pretty much talking, highlighting the entire journey. A person that has experience, we sit down, we show them how we can provide the service. They try our class, they compare it to their experience. We touch back, we close them. Okay. And, and then that, that sounds point, like long, but that happens in one day. That, yeah, that's not, a, that's not a genre. Yes. Yeah. It's efficient. And, and at that point, people know this is either for me or this is definitely not for me. We're yeah. signing people up. And then from there, I know, I mean, a lot of CrossFit gyms rely exclusively on revenue from memberships and the group training side of things. Do you guys get into any other revenue streams, personal training, supplements, retail, any of that? Yes, all of them. So we, we do personal training. Um, we do nutrition. We do uh, column challenges, whatever. We do supplements and we do retails. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, it, it really gets missed in our industry a lot. And I think it's more evident than ever in the last 24 months when a lot of facilities weren't able to operate because of COVID if they could only do group training. For you guys with nutrition coaching, with one-on-one, I'm sure that you were still able to maintain revenue or at least bring in some sort of money throughout Correct. that time, right? Yeah, because people didn't want to be around other people. So if you didn't have personal training, how would you do it? People were stressed eating at home, whatever. If you don't have nutrition, how would you do it? So we, we've always been, um, you know, not a one fit for all. So like you might love CrossFit, but you might not like group training. And it's nothing that against you and the community. You might love the community, but you just, so one-on-one might be work for you or your schedule doesn't work with the class schedule, but you love our community. You were part of like, you worked out with us for six years and you don't want to leave our gym, but the schedule just got crazy. Now you have kids when you join, you have kids. So personal training, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you're traveling. You need moral nutrition guidance because you're gone for now six months out of the year. So that's kind of how we created all this stuff without changing programs. You know, a lot of times people are like, Oh, start adding this, this, this. We stay true to what we offer because that's what we're good at. And, I always tell my staff and everything, let's focus on the things we're good at instead of trying to come up with multiple things just to adapt all the time. Yeah. And so, I mean, moving forward, is the focus going to be more on growing the membership? Is the focus going to be more on growing some of those other services? Where where do you think the biggest opportunity is? So I, to me is just focus on people whatever their needs are if that kind of answers your question like if the need and it's hard for me to answer exactly because if the need is more more people need nutrition and it doesn't mean getting new members but focusing more on nutrition in-house with all my members then we'll push more nutrition the focus is more personal training we'll focus on our members but if we see that we have a lot of members that are getting into new members then we'll focus more on group fitness yeah. So uh, basically not so more case by slow, case is what you're saying, case, right? Without creating really a slow time, right? If you're not getting new leads, focus on the people you have and really create yeah. them to love you even more by creating more services. They're not, yes, we call them service, but you're helping them because they're going to get more goals. They're going to get more referrals and stuff. Then if you're getting more leads, let's focus on more leads and then the journey. So that's kind of how we focus on not having downtime. Yeah. And, and having all of those services really supplements everything that you do. Everybody gets a better value. Everybody probably gets better results, which is going to speak to retention. People are going to stick around longer. They're going to be happier. Employees are going to be happier. You as the owner is going to be happier. Win-win for everybody. Right, man? 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Boris, that's a pretty good place to start to wrap up this whole thing. But before we sign out of here, I want to give you the chance to tell people where they could learn a little bit more about the gym. Is there a website? Is there social media? Where should they go? Yeah, so just uh, CrossFit Vini Vini Vici. Uh, we have a social media uh, on Facebook, Yelp, and Twitter. And uh, we're constantly, we're as active as we can be. Um, and you can find out more information there. And that's kind of that's perfect. Where you can find us, yeah. Perfect. Boris, I, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate gym owners coming on here and, and sharing some insight into their their business it's always really really helpful for other gym owners to hear and to expose themselves to different ways of operating and so i appreciate your contribution my man i'm excited to see what the business looks like for you moving forward and we wish you nothing but the best thank you so much absolutely thank you and to everyone who tuned in today thank you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry Click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.